When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. The T-Biz Podcast and blog connect you directly to experts in the tea lands. Listen as their voices reveal the news, innovations, cultural insights, and consumer trends that most impact the industry. Paired with Tea Journey, a digital magazine for tea enthusiasts, the Tea Biz Portal is a global resource for everyone who loves tea. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Unrelenting heat is lowering tea yields as global average air temperatures reach a new high. Growth of the herbal tea market is accelerating, and Dilma tea founder Merrill J. Fernando passes at age 93. Plus, joining us today is Pradeep Kumar Sisitran, an expert in business development with a passion for assisting online entrepreneurs in dealing with disruptions like the tea industry is facing. He is CEO of London-based Donsfield a trade development firm that buys and builds successful global brands. Pradeep writes that, quote, growth in life is to be able to take bigger risks at a faster pace at every stage, end quote. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia tea estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. China, Africa, and India are experiencing such intense heat that summer tea yields have dropped. Oppressive temperatures greatly restrict the time pluckers can spend in the heat, and in several global hotspots, the tea bushes are dropping their leaves. Le Monde reports that 10 months after the exceptional heat wave that hit China in the summer of 2022, the region's tea growers are still suffering the consequences. Quote, We've had at least a 40% loss production, said Wu Win, a Longjing grower in Hangzhou. Quote, but we're not the worst affected. Look, she said, pointing to three dead plants dumped on the edge of a neighboring field. Beijing set a new record this week as temperatures remained above 35 degrees Celsius, that's 95 Fahrenheit, for the 28th day. Last month was the warmest June since at least 1850, 
And the first two weeks of July are very likely the warmest two-week period on record, according to the Copernicus Climate Change Service. The southern monsoon, which normally arrives in northeast India in June, brought ample rainfall inundating tea lands in July. The India Meteorological Department recorded rainfall 62% above average from March through May of 2023. In 2022, Assam experienced floods in three waves from April through October, killing 180 and inundating more than 9,000 villages, the worst flooding in 10 years. July-like temperatures in Assam first arrived in March. Temperatures in Africa and the Middle East are approaching 50 degrees Celsius. Kenya was spared these extreme temperatures, but is nonetheless suffering the effects of climate change. The Horn of Africa typically experiences two rainy seasons, the long rains from March to May and the short rains from October through December. From the fall of 2020 to the end of 2022, each of these seasons' rainfalls totals was far below average, with several river basins seeing their lowest rainfall totals since 1981, according to the Washington Post. Drought has affected more people worldwide in the last 40 years than any other natural hazard, according to the United Nations FAO. Business Insight Amadou Thierno Gay, a research scientist and university professor in Dakar, the capital of Senegal, told Bloomberg News, quote, Africa is seen as a sunny and hot continent. People think we are used to heat, but we are having high temperatures for longer durations, and nobody is used to this. Hundreds of millions of Africans lack electricity to even power a fan. One in three people in Africa is affected by water scarcity, according to the World Health Organization, so hydration can't be taken for granted. The market globally is becoming more competitive, writes Technavio. Quote, Moderate competition and declining profit margins are some of the significant risk factors for vendors. End quote. Technavio anticipates a combined annual growth rate of 4.94%, which is up from 3.77% recorded for the period 2022-23. The market is fragmented with several global and regional brands and some new players. Quote, To survive and succeed in such a competitive environment, it is imperative that vendors distinguish their product offerings through clear and unique value propositions, writes Technavio. New players include FMCG giant Dabur, which entered the green tea market in September 22 with the launch of Vedic Tea. The Asia-Pacific region will account for 39% of market growth, with China and India in leading roles, according to Technavio. E-commerce distribution via third-party suppliers, such as Amazon, is driving sales. Meryl J. Fernando, a taster and tea maker who rose in the ranks to establish one of the world's most recognized tea brands, has passed. 
Fernando, who was 93, was surrounded by his sons and grandchildren in Colombo, Sri Lanka, on July 20th. A website paying tribute to Fernando states that, quote, the visionary founder's greatness was in his invincible faith, integrity, and love for tea and family, his achievement in disrupting an exploitive colonial industry irrevocably changed the lives of producers around the world, introducing a paradigm shift in ethical business before ethics and sustainable business acquire the prominence they now have, end quote. He is succeeded by his sons Dylan and Malik, for whom the company is named. Merrill began his career in 1954 as a tea assistant and advanced to become managing director at A.F. Jones & Company. He established a bulk tea trading business and in 1988 launched the Dilma brand. The website displays hundreds of condolences in many languages from countries around the globe. To contribute, visit mjf.dilmaht.com. A memorial service on July 22nd at St. Mary's and Palancina will be followed by a private burial. Arvinda Anantharaman in Bengaluru reports on tea auction prices for sale 28. India Tea Price Report for Sale 28, the week ending 15th July 2023. Overall volume of uh, tea that was on offer at the auctions this week was 17,685 tons. The cumulative uh, sale volume of 74%. In North India, Kolkata saw good demand for orthodox grades, fetching an average price of 219 a kilo. Only 67 tons of Darjeeling were on offer, with sale volume a little over half. Gohati saw good demand for both leaf and dust, with Hindustan Unilever being active for both. In the south, the overall sale volume was 69%, average price of 106 rupees a kilo. There were higher outlots this week, especially in orthodox leaf grades, and exports continue to see subdued demand from overseas buyers. Overall, sale 28 was not very different from sale 27, both in terms of volume, market, and prices. In weather, light to moderate rain continues in North Bengal. Monsoon also continues in Assam with isolated rainfall and thundershire expected. Cloudy weather is expected in the Western Ghats, with light rain expected over the Nilgiris. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hello. I'm Bogdan, a passionate tea drinker and the inventor of the ultimate tea machine, the Brewmaker One. Preparation is key to making fine tea. Sequential steepings deliver the best taste possible and unlock the true value of whole leaf teas and botanicals. Brew automates that process without using any pots or capsules. This simple-to-operate, smartphone-controlled device stores steeping profiles to consistently make great tea at the push of a button. Brew also reduces time, waste and energy. That's because I engineered the brew to remember control settings for temperature, brewing time and quantity. Using my patented process lets you stack steep simply and conveniently.
Joining us today is Pradeep Kumar Sesedran, an expert in business development with a passion for assisting online entrepreneurs in dealing with disruptions like the tea industry is facing. He is CEO of London-based Donsfield, a trade development firm that buys and builds successful global brands. Pradeep writes that, quote, growth in life is to be able to take bigger risks at a faster pace at every stage, end quote. Pradeep was born in Sri Lanka, but fled the country at six during a tragic civil war. In England, he earned a master's degree at Imperial College in London, a doctorate in molecular and cellular medicine from the University of Oxford, and he was a Fulbright scholar studying medicine at Harvard University with fellowships at the Sorbonne University in Paris and Xi'an Xiaotong University in Suzhou, China. Pradeep grew up in a tea-drinking family and was involved in a tea business that failed to thrive. He shares that story and offers valuable insights into sales and marketing. Pradeep advocates for MTC, that's Manufacturer to Consumer, a business model suited to specialty tea. He is a digital marketing resource with expertise largely untapped by the tea industry. Welcome to the Tea Biz Podcast. First of all, thank you for having me on. We try to do tea a big, a very big scale from Sri Lanka. I can talk about why we failed, how we contacted it, where the competition is, and what's going on in terms of business opportunity and how to actually win online and in a very small setting or a big setting. My grandfather used to have tea three or four times a day. It's called chai in India, but we call it in our Sri Lankan language of Tamil, Tetani. So we normally have plain tea in the evening or some have it in the morning. But the British actually made tea and milk and sugar very popular during the colonial times. So we kind of adapted that. So that kind of tea is ingrained in me. I still think my mom makes the best tea. <laughs> so and Ceylon tea is a worldwide export. When I went to China, I was astonished when all these luxurious um, hotels you go to or big meetings, you sit on the table and they offer tea and it's actually Ceylon tea. So it's got a kind of a worldwide recognition. So that heritage I'm very proud of. And also on the business side of it, I actually tried to launch with my company, a tea brand uh, with Ceylon tea rebranded. It took off, but we couldn't sustain it like other companies we have. And I'm happy to talk about what we can do with sellers or where we went wrong so others can go right. I agree. The country makes some of the world's best Orthodox tea, and with auction prices averaging $5.03 per kilo last year, suppliers are compensated at a much higher level than competing black tea origins. Sri Lanka's tea industry, however, is at a crossroads as the 240,000 smallholding farmers who produce 77% of the country's tea don't fully share in the wealth it brings. Sri Lankans are resilient, like everyone is, I think, when humans are put to test. I believe what you need to do is to ask yourself, what's in my control? What's in my control and how can I network and grow my influence to have something of a strategic aim and how to reach that goal? That's all I ask myself. It's very simple. 
So what's my control? How can I get to a certain destination or goal? And what can I do in terms of meeting the right people or learning the right thing to get to that goal and be very practical and execute? So I think that's what's helped me a lot. You know, I say to people, you know, being from a kind of a Eastern Asian kind of origin, you have a kind of a spiritual kind of view of things. I said sometimes in the large picture, you've got to be a kind of a guru, a yogi, but execution-wise, you've got to be a Navy SEAL soldier, be very practical, dogmatic, and execute the goal. And everything in between, you've got to be Forrest Gump. Be childish, be foolish, and keep running and keep those failures going. So those three principles, I think, help a lot. Uh, and that helped a lot as well, sustaining the e-commerce brand we have. We failed on the T side of things, but you can see that if we get our act together, particularly in Sri Lanka, we can replicate what many of the Chinese manufacturers have done for every other product in the category. By the way, it's not even Sri Lanka. Across the world, tea producers, you can replicate the Chinese, what we call M to C, manufacturer to customer. That kind of model, because now the online space allows a manufacturer or a grower to sell straight to the consumer. Sheen is an online retail marketplace founded in 2012, making it a pioneer among manufacturer-to-consumer platforms. The company's target revenue is $58.5 billion by 2025, up from $30 billion in sales in 2022. When I see the diversity of suppliers and the agility of Sheen's on-demand manufacturing technology, I can envision untapped options for specialty tea growers. MTC platforms enable customers to describe what they desire instead of searching for what manufacturers hope will meet their needs. Orders from tea drinkers independently expressing their preference for a style of tea, once aggregated, could support thousands of boutique brands and engage talented tea makers globally. Consumers communicate their desires online through an intermediary that sorts and shares their preferences with a network of suppliers who can meet those expectations. Delivery is coordinated with a worldwide network of last-mile carriers. The technology could disrupt the tea industry, as Sheen did in fashion. A supply chain built to deliver cheap tea processed in bulk, homogenous, commoditized, notoriously stale, and rarely marketed for its distinctive taste could be transformed. Absolutely. So this, you made so many valid points, uh, and I'm going to dissect that if I may. I think point number one is what manufacturers, growers, and your audience have to understand is that the market has changed. It's not what the what you want or what I say to guys now. It's not about your passions or what your marketing team does. It's about consumer demand. So what you now can do is actually look at search volume keyword datas in Google, in Amazon, in marketplaces, and you have all this data and you have third-party software and companies with all this data. And what you go around now doing saying, hey, if it, like you say, is a blue cup, right? Let's say blue cup. And that keyword might be search volume must be like what? 200,000 people are searching for that. Now you can say blue cup Ceylon tea. How many people are searching for it? Blue cup Ceylon tea with some vanilla kind of extract. How many people are searching for that? So now you can keyword target and make your product compared to that 
population in that country and all go after that certain word. That's number one. And number two, you're absolutely right. They say now the manufacturers can, it's a commodity. It's always been a commodity ever since the East India Company or whoever started the big trades, right? But what we can do as growers or as your audience member is now because you have all those minutiae little data sets coming, you can now make very boutique specialized teas for people who actually want this and target that audience. And what that gives you is a community, as a brand. And once you build that brand, that's when you go into the next stage and the next stage to get more and more bigger. Now, can you compete with the bigger kind of Unilevers or these massive multinational corporates that have tea on a large scale? If you're ambitious, maybe. Who am I to say no to anyone, right? But I believe now the growers have to be very boutique, very subtle with their marketing and product and then go for lower numbers targeting these data points. So you bring traditional methods to to new methods, and that's how you sell. And then you grow your company out. And when it comes to that, Dan, the point, the third point I'm going to make is, once you do that, it's very important that the sellers and the growers and the factories know that the marketing spend is totally different now. Because now you're not looking at TV ads or... You're not looking at billboard ads and so forth or in-house brick-and-mortar ads. Now what you're looking at is something called PPC, pay-per-click, and how much a consumer is clicking. So you have a blue cup Ceylon tea, and that's the keyword they typed in. Hey, I want some blue cup Ceylon tea. Now you have dozens of products. If they click on your product, that keyword might cost you $2 or $3. So every time they click. So now that's $3 outside your margin. Right now, it doesn't mean if they click, they're going to buy. That's cost per click, CPC, as we say. Now, what a manufacturer grower has to ask is what's cost per acquisition, CPA. Now, bear with me. If you have five clicks at two dollars, that's ten dollars gone. So ten dollars for one box of tea. So what you need to realize now is the game is more sophisticated. And what sellers have to ask themselves is, hey, what is the data people are searching for? What are the keywords and what are the products they want? And then the second question is, how much money does the advertising cost per click for this kind of product? And if the margins match up, that's when you make the T according to those criteria. And that's how you win. We tried this and we knew the criteria, but the audience wasn't big enough. And the market wasn't big enough. So we can always scale, but we can always go down and scale again. Now, that's where we went wrong. So we forgot tea for a bit. And also it was a pandemic. We considered other things that sell well. But I might have said a lot to audience. But I think if you rewind and dissect what I'm saying, I think you'll win. And also, you know, you have a larger viewpoint on how you should, as tea makers or tea fans or tea producers, customize the product to the audience demand. You know, what's amazing is the critical role of data in defining demand. The varieties and styles of teas are infinite, so the evolution of customization never ends. Once you've dialed into the consumer's desires, as you described, demand subtly changes as consumers become educated and more sophisticated. 
So will you talk more about creating demand online for your brands and maintaining digital feedback? It's important to get the inventory right into the right marketplace. So let's say we're going to the U.S. now. We suggest that you start with what we call a market intent marketplace, such as Amazon. Market intent meaning to buy intent, meaning consumers are coming to search for something to buy. Whereas Google, they're searching for knowledge. So Google is Google ads, then you have meta ads, which is Facebook, Instagram. It's way too expensive. What you want to do is start off at a marketplace like Amazon where the, you've dialed in the keyword, you dial in all your branding and image and so forth. So now you're ready to sell. And what you do is you sell with not a view to get profits. And that sounds ludicrous, right? Because the game is so hard now that you need to ensure that you have one to three months of loss. And I say loss or partial break even to make sure you build a brand. And building that brand and getting the customer hooked is the key. And once you kn- they know that's the key they want and that's what you want, now all these marketplaces have something called click and subscribe or save and subscribe. So what that means is they'll now buy your product every two weeks or a month or whatever your quantity is. So now you've got them hooked. Now you keep them in the loop. Right, so that's how you win customers, and that's when you actually win a you're in a profit making scenario. So it takes a couple of months once you got them hooked in a buy intent marketplace such as Amazon or Walmart or eBay is a bit different, but eBay can be done as well. Etsy is very specific, right? Once you're done, that's when we recommend saying, "Hey, then you make your own store online." So now it's dancetea.com, which you're already selling. So now you've got your own .com store or .co.uk, wherever you are. And then you use that to supply your customer. So that means that now the customer doesn't have to pay for the clicks in Amazon. They're getting straight from your store. So the profit margin is bigger. And then once you grow, that's when you go and do advertising on a general basis like Facebook or Instagram or Google and target a specific audience. So those are the steps we recommend. First, buy to intent market like Amazon, then your .com, and then be very careful. And coming back to one other point you said is how you got them hooked and keep getting them hooked is in your products, you supply leaflets or little leaflet or knowledge. Give them something that say, hey, here's some knowledge for free. Say, Ceylon tea, these are the benefits, antioxidant, and so forth. Something way different that people don't read about. Then at the bottom, say, put a QR code in and saying, hey, scan this for more knowledge or more inside tips or a weekly newsletter. So what that does is that scanning, A, gives you the email address, a contact reference point, which is very important. And B, it directs you to their website so they can get better deals and also the margins are bigger for you. And the third thing is you build a community and a brand more and more. So that once the emails come in, they can redirect to other people. So that's how you build a brand and a very specialized in a niche that you can grow and grow. So that's the small to medium business plan. Intrigued by what you've heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and T-experts? 
Remember to visit the TBiz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Produced by Adavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.